As uh, some of you who listen to this podcast may well know, your host is a foster Tunkari boy. I grew up on the mid-north coast and I was lucky enough to grow up in a place with many, many good waves, uh, particularly for bodyboarding, a few good beach breaks, a couple of wedges, not going to name them here, but it's a good place to be and grow up as a bodyboarder. Um, just up the road, though, was a place called Port Macquarie, which we all know has been basically the the epicenter of bodyboarding in uh, Australia and even the world for a while there with with a couple of world champions coming out of that part of the part of Australia, namely Michael Epo Eppleston and Damien King. There's I wouldn't call it a rivalry between people living in Foster or in Port Macquarie. It's more of an envy on the part of people from my part of the world. Um, Port Macquarie was where it was at. It was where we went to uh, as young bodyboarders to test ourselves out against the the best on the mid-north coast or the best on the coast for that matter. Um, Really special place uh, to grow up bodyboarding and it it did spawn a number of other riders who um, the list is quite long but this podcast episode was a, a really cool one to do because it was with one of those other riders from the region of Port Macquarie, Mason Rose. Uh, great drop now, great prone rider, had his moments in competition, but definitely remembered in bodyboarding mostly as an all-rounder, as a really good all-rounder with a lot of natural style um, and his own style when it came to life in the water and on land. Uh, I had the really good opportunity to catch up with Mason earlier this year in Hawaii when I was visiting. Uh, We sat down for some some lunch at his cafe in Honolulu called Arvo. I think they've moved location since I had that that nice little catch up with Mason. But yeah, got a chance to catch up with him. He's been based in Hawaii for quite a long time now um, and seems to have really settled in. And yeah, I was super stoked to sit down with him. So enjoy this podcast. It was a really special one for me. Sounds good. Well, the first thing I'd, I guess, welcome to the show. Oi. Brand new show by Josh. Yeah. Here we go. Oh, man. Here we go. Foster Tongue Curry. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So I wanted to kind of situate us first to give the listener an idea of where we are and what we're doing Mm. in the very, in this moment right now. So where are we? Well... I thought you were going to do that. No, you're going to do that because I'm oh. at your place. Okay. So we're in um, the arts district of Oahu. Mm-hmm. It's called Kaka'aka. It's near Alamoana Shopping Centre. It's um, where I have a little Aussie-style cafe with finally good coffee mm. for everyone. It's hard to find over here. It's hard to find, for sure. So, yeah, that's where we're at. We're just at a... Little park bench out the front of Avo Cafe under an umbrella, eating a salad mm. and some, drinking some good coffee. And there's also I noticed there's Vegemite on the um, menu as well here. Mm. What's more Australian mm. than Vegemite? How does it go? Is there much? Dude, I'm getting everyone. I, I'm getting everyone addicted to that mm. shit. It's like crack cocaine. I'm just mm. selling it on the streets. <laughs> I'm the dealer, but yeah, no, everyone likes it, especially with avocado. Like, I think like people, mm. people never knew how to. They're eating it like Nutella, the idiots, you know. Mm. So you just gotta like feed it to them the right way, and they they understand. Like the Japanese culture here is a lot of Asian culture, and mm. I think uh, Vegemite's kind of like the soy, mm. soy sauce kind of taste to it. Super you know? salty, yeah. Super salty, yeah. So, and so it's, it's the dose that was the problem. Mm. I think so. But you fixed it. Fixed it. Good. But yeah, it's where we're at, at Arvo. So Arvo's your cafe? Or is it your cafe, or who is it a team? I mean, I'm the, I'm the founder, and the family evolved it into something yeah? else. But uh, yeah, it's everything's based off what I ate when I grew up. Okay. And um, obviously, 
um, what you ate when you grew up yeah I mean like you know we had toast toast was like I mean it's just simple shit mm. very simple light and we attract people that want to be healthy like you know in, in America everything is saturated fried bullshit mm. so and, and the coffee like just watered down it's terrible you know it's like dark roast and blah 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 mm. I mean I just wanted to like do a cafe and start a community not like a McDonald's style business you know mm. and that's we're down in the arts district my studio is one block away where I have we have like illustrators music producers painters you know you name it and then my house is in the other direction a block away so it just makes um, makes it easy for me to kind of like you know create that community that Australia has. Australia is like, you know, mom and pop shops and corner shops and they call it the shops, you know, mm. and you, cut, you go down there and it feels like you, you're going into, you know, your grandma's house or something, you know. Everyone knows each other's name, everyone mm. like greets you personally, it's not like a robot. Like mm. I go to so many places here. And they talk to you like, you know, it's like a telemarketing thing, you know. Mm. But yeah, so I try to just trying to change the change the game a little bit here in Hawaii. Um, so it's your second business, or have you done other businesses? I mean, it's interesting to. You, are you quite? Have you always been quite entrepreneurial? Yeah. 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 For sure. Yeah. Um. I mean. Being in, being in a place like uh, Port Macquarie, where there's really nothing to do, that's why you, you take up these things like skateboarding or bodyboarding or mm. surfing. And, um, also forces you to evolve. Whoa, what's up, bro? How you doing? You good? We've got a, good, a, good, got good. a valued customer just checking right. in to say hello. Hey, how you doing? Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you too. <laughs> hey, enjoy, enjoy your meeting. Me, oh, no, no. We're going to get a coffee and a whiskey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll be, yeah, I'll come over in a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's up? Get whatever you want on me, bro. Just, just say Mason. Oh, you did? You already paid? Come on, dude. All right. Yeah, so... <clears throat> Like, where was it at? So yeah, being bodyboarding, I mean, skating. Yeah, you just have to be an entrepreneur. Like to to be able to like uh, become a professional bodyboarder, you have to be an entrepreneur. True. To, like make money and 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 um, and and hustle and that's why a lot of bodyboarders are like, you know, guys like Chris Bryan, like you know, Chris White, like uh, just to name a few, like. They're all entrepreneurs because they're forced to adapt and and uh, you know balance out their life. Um, Murray Bell. Um, there's so many of them. Like I can't just like smash it off the top. But is it because so of the limited resources that we have? You think it's it's the fact that you have to hustle. You yeah. have to like uh, think outside the box, and you really want to stay creative and you want to stay inside the the bubble of what bodyboarding is. Mm. But, um, yeah, you don't want to get like a nine to five and just be a part of, like you, you kind of like, that's what bodyboarding is, it's being rebellious, mm. having a rebellious nature and just saying like, fuck you, like, this is what I do and I mm. like to do it and I'm not going to stop for you or anyone, you know? Um, same with skateboarding and, and surfing, I guess, but I think that, uh, yeah, for me it's like uh, just, Constantly uh, having ideas and taking action and, and doing it and try at least trying it out. You know, if it's the wrong, if you feel the universe is pulling you away from it, then you tell yourself, okay, it's time to like let that go. Mm. And that's. Um, Have you had to let go of any things? Any uh, ideas that you pursued that you were like, nah, this isn't working. I mean, we did like kids' clothing line. We did that uh -huh. for a while. It's called Oopsie Days, and that's not nice name. Um, it was, it was cool, um, but you know, 
things uh, you have ki- like things happen in your life and you just kind of like have to adapt and you have to take away things to make things come to fruition in other directions so yeah. oopsie days is one of those things and um, yeah just it's crazy um, I do like I, I, I dab in film I dab in photography um, I do with photography a lot of fashion stuff in film I do a lot of uh, you know, cultural, um, you know, art, dance, mm. music, blah, blah, blah. And then I have a commercial side of the film. I do, like, ads, yeah, um, television. Um, but just with that is, like, alone is being an entrepreneur and that is, like, coming up with ideas and being able to, like, um, pursue them and make them come alive, you know. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I guess it's I've been I've been lucky enough to grow up in a small town and learn how to be a, a hustler and, and make it, make things from nothing and yeah, been well, forced we, to do we, that. We come from similar <laughs> similar towns. I think if you uh, if you to anyone listening who hasn't been to Foster or Port Macquarie, I mean you could be confused if you were in one or the other sometimes. I think, but. Um, I think Port's a little bit bigger these days, but back in the day, it was they were pretty similar places and similar characters. I think in each place. Yeah. I was telling a friend the other day, I don't think I could ever live in another coastal town because there'd just be another guy like me there, and like he'd be taking up my spot. And you know, what? Like, how could you even get into that space? It'd be too. Just be like a parallel universe. I think from north of Newcastle all the way to Byron, pretty much every one of those towns is almost identical with the same kind of characters yeah. in there so yeah. so how long have you been in Hawaii now 10 years 10 years and before that I would come here every year for 15 years yeah so it was kind of a trip like I don't know it was funny like my before I met my wife and you know in a totally different um, chapter of my life my mom went and saw a psychic and she's the psychic said your son's gonna end up in Hawaii. Oh, really? Yeah. That's pretty funny. And I'm here. I've been, oh. been here for 10 fucking years. Like, I came here. The only way you can kind of uh, survive mentally in a, on a small island is by traveling, but also to say to yourself every day that you're on an extended holiday. Yeah. That's basically how I've been, you know, being able to like mentally stay sane. You yeah. Know? Um, but you miss your family. Mm. It's like being in a time warp. You like you go away and come back. Your mum's a bit older. You, your your fam, your sisters have children, and all the guys you just compete against are either over. They're like they don't compete anymore you live off Facebook like just to kind of tap in and see what everyone's doing and you just you you just like you effectively you kind of like uh, yeah you're living another another life kind of it feels like you know what I mean I do. I mean, I've been Parallel in Sweden world. now for five years, so... Oh, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, you I'm, I'm even more detached a bit from, from home. But I get to get home a bit. Like, how often do you get back to Australia, do you think? Um, once every two years, I think. Okay. Yeah, yeah I get back a bit more than that. Yeah. No, it's good. It's good to get home. You, do you still feel like you're from there when you're home? Like, when you drive into port or land, fly I, into port? You it know, feels like, good. Like, you feel I, like I, I honestly, like... I, uh, it's like, I'm one, I'm one of these people that I'm, I'm very much uh, um, loyal to my friends, right? So yeah. I've got a lot of close friends and, you know, you take, you go on away for 10 years mm. and you go back and your friends, you know, I don't know, you kind of like detach from them and you always love them and stuff, but it's just it's just a weird feeling to go back to a small town and it's bigger and it's evolved and it feels great, but you kind of just want to like get in tune with the places that you call like your little, you know, um, 
your little zones, like, you know, I, I grew up in Lighthouse Beach and I, all I want to do is just go and lay on the beach and stretch and yeah. just like feel the sunlight and, yeah. you know, wake up in the morning when no one's there and watch the sunrise and just those little moments, like, you just think about what really makes you happy as, as a human being and that's, that's, for me, it's like just simple stuff like that. All the rest is just distractions and, you know, they're, they're cool, like it's fun to go out and party and all that stuff. Yeah. I did that, but um, more spiritual and more like getting back to, um, giving back to your community. And, yeah. And, yeah. When, when you get back there, do you, um, so you're saying like very specifically that like just getting to Lighthouse Beach is, is very home, like yeah. you're, now you're home. So you, you, would you even need to go into town? No. Yeah, I've got a similar thing in Tungari. Like yeah. I honestly don't need to cross the bridge it's funny. very often. A year, uh, last year, 2018, yeah. the first half of the year was amazing. Yeah. But I did like a, a trip and Tungari Wall was one of my highlights. Really? Yeah. So you scored it? Scored it. Really? Scored it. it when was, was that? It was honestly breaking like, it, it was breaking like pipe, like small, but the same, like, out the back, yeah. you catch it, like you're catching a second reef pipe wave. And then just roll in. And just roll in, and Sick. just, like, scream through these barrels, spat out, and paddle Sick. out through, like, a few wedges, like you'd be down at gums, and you'd yeah, have to dodge yeah. a few, like, Sick. and then paddle back out to the spot, and just, like, yeah, That's it was amazing. just such an amazing wave. Like, Sick. Me and one of my best mates, Kane. Yeah. And Kane, he's from Victoria. He was actually one of the, the, the professional kids that came up at the same okay. time as me, Kane Cherubin. Oh yeah, I remember him. I remember yeah, that he's name. Like yeah, a, yeah, yeah. He was like a red-headed fire yeah. punk kid, like <laughs> just a little rat bag. And um, we became friends because I, I went down to Melbourne and, and uh, wanted to see what the, the art scene and the, the dance scene was like down there. Yeah. He was working for um, Globe at the time, which had like Echo Unlimited yeah. and all these brands. And, he kind of took me on an adventure to meet all the best guys down there and all like, okay. you know, all the art spots and, uh, you know, St. Jerome's before it got massive yeah. with the Laneway Festival. Like, we did events there at St. Jerome's. Like, it was really a great time in Melbourne. Like, so how long ago was this? Like, this this was at least 15, yeah, about 20? 15 years. Yeah. And um, 15, 20 years, yeah. And then, um, we decided to, we, we both had kids and blah, blah, blah. Like, he's right now surfing um, some of the bombs down in Victoria. Yeah, right. Like, getting photos. Like, he has a little squad and they go and shoot. He's the same age as me. And, yeah. But he's like a prono, prone cat. And he's, he's got a good style. And, yeah. Like, I could pull up shots of him right now to yeah. trip you out. But, um, yeah, he's like... His name is Kane Cherubin. And uh, we went on a little like trip for 10 days from Divar down to Sydney. And then I'd fly out from Sydney while he drove on to Victoria. And we got non-stop waves the whole time. And it was like, that was to me like, this is where my heart's at. Yeah. Like this is like just sunburn, like surfing until you got the dizzy spells because your blood sugar was low. Sick. And then like just eating, you know, chicken salad sandwiches. And just, <laughs> you know, like every now and then, chuck a pie in there. And that to me, like, fuck, like, I could talk about this all day. Like, That's it's right. an emotional attachment. It's just something that surfing for six hours a day and sleeping and partying and meeting people and eating good food and wish that, I was there. That is, wish that I was is there when you rolled into Tunkari. That would have been fantastic. It was amazing. Um, but yeah. And so that trip, it sounds like getting to surf that much had that been had it been a while since like how, over the last ten years. I mean, I don't really know. You know, also I've obviously been detached for quite a while from bodyboarding, but now there's now I'm kind of back in the swing of things a bit. But when did you kind of detach a bit from it? Like, was it a gradual thing, or did no, you like was it, it was a very sudden as, change? It was as soon as Turbo went down oh, with, okay. G, with the the IBA. Okay, that as moment. soon as that got messed up, it was a little bit before that. You know, um, 
I, I started getting back into it like 100% because I got approached by Turbo. Uh-huh, okay. To generate um, a team of guys and start uh, developing the board uh-huh. structure and okay. bringing back things like the Turbo Mike Stewart colors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, before, you know, anyone else, I was trying to bring back the nostalgia of yeah. what, what bodyboarding for me was was founded on, you yeah, know? Yeah. And that was board colors, character, yeah. um, you know, good good designs, good um, good product. And uh, so you're talking then to, late well, after 2010 to like, was it like 2011-ish or 12? Uh, is that could, the timeline we're looking at? Yeah, it would be about that. Cause so I you was like back in strong then. Yeah. Cool, so I, I didn't was, know that. Yeah, I didn't know that. So that was, I was like, I think it was like 29, I was 29, yeah. yeah. So it was like 10 years ago. And were um, you doing that from from here? Or no, you, I, was you in Australia, here I was in Australia then. Okay, all right, so you're doing that like, from Oz? I was like, it was like, so it was more than that, it was like 10, 12 years ago. Okay. Um, yeah, I was just working out, of, they, they set up shop in Port Macquarie. Yeah. Me and my wife moved up there. And um, just started doing their, you know, ads for Riptide and movement. And then uh, I think it was about the same time, uh, I think I got a, like, Lackey shot a movement cover of me. Yeah. Was trying to do that. Me and um, a bunch of the boys were starting to, we wanted to do like a No Friends, but for Drop Nears. We were going to call it Second Second Nature. Yeah. It was me. Dave Hub, uh, Lackey, Luke Hall. Um, there was a bunch of us. And we just like, we wanted to do like, you know, we wanted to do it, but I think something happened, I don't know. I think uh, it was hard to do if we were to travel like all around the world in separate like things. And it was like, just everyone was busy. I don't know, it was like a, a, a communication thing. I think like some of us wanted it to go a certain way, some of us wanted it to go another way. I think like Fu Manchu, yeah. ever since that, that, that could have, that could have you really been, if that was nurtured properly, it would have been, you know, something huge. Mm. But that's, just, that's how it is with bodybuilding, yeah. right? It's like, it's like, I don't know. There's it's moments of like, Magic. Yeah, there really is. Like absolute. Wow, this is this is amazing, you know. But what's the goal? Because to, we were having a bit of a chat before, like, or you mentioned actually already in this conversation that you know it's underground, like, and that there's not, you know, something what about is? like like bodyboarding, like, and, and like not going for the big competition stuff, or like, you you do you see it more as an expression? Uh, like, do you do you hate on competition or? Do you think it's kind I of lame? I think that competitions need to be curated better. Curated? Okay. Because there's a lot of people just flipping around and fucking doing ugly stuff that, you know, as a normal person, even a person that's in bodyboarding, it's just kind of like, kind of looks kooky, yeah. you know? Um, so I feel like, uh, you know, I, I think the, you look at Mitch Rawlings, you know, and how he was, mentored by Mike Stewart. Mike Stewart wouldn't even let him do a move until he got his lines properly crazy. You know, like you go out and surf, no moves, and just draw lines and do cutbacks. Yeah, that's all you can do. So, you know, like, that just says it all. Like, the foundation has been lost and everyone wants to just jump into doing ARSs and flippity floppity, like, weird stuff. Like, whatever happened to, like, you know, Big, just big round. Like, why? Like, why was Matt Riley and Tully Beaver so fucking amazing? Like, Tully Beaver had the claw. Matt Riley had the fucking amazing rolls. Yeah. And you know, guys like uh, Doug Robson. Like, you know, like just style. The style is, you know, you got to see bodyboarding as an extension to body surfing. Yeah. And you really need to like. Uh, 
you know, tap into the spiritual, like, the, you know, the, there's a spiritual side of bodyboarding, you know? And what is that, art, what is that to you? What is that spiritual side? I mean, it's just like being in tune with the flow of the water and, and, and stop forcing the water to get out of your way. Like, ride in, in a certain way that accommodates what the wave looks like. You know, like stop trying to fake it. Like, really, um, you know, uh, the best the best surfer adapts to the wave and um, doesn't try to do things that uh, that aren't uh, natural. You know what I mean? Like, I also think that uh, what's missing is. There was an era of like where bodyboarders like had a certain look about them. There was this, you know, there was a stage where like the neoprene wetsuits and you know like With the, the colours and the the, colors, you're talking about the fluorescent the era. The colours and yeah. um, I miss that, you know. Yeah. I, mean, I just kind of like think bodyboarding was a real. There's it was a real fun thing. You have your icons, right? But as a yeah. kid, like bodyboarding is just fun. You yeah. Know? With and that, you, like, let, let's go back in time though, because I wanted to get there, and I'll grab that moment there as a kid. Mm. Like you grew up in Port Macquarie, and I grew up down the road in Foster. Oh, yeah, and Port Macquarie just became this mecca for bodyboarding, and it was when you were a grom, right? Yeah. Where, where this all just no, exploded. Yeah, was, yeah. So you're in the thick of it. And then you kind of graduated to being one of those icons in the, and very much so on the local level and Australia wide. I'm not, yeah, I'm not going to say you're only a local hero. You know, you were one of the icons. Um, what, how do you explain that? Because that didn't happen, and like to the extent it did in Port Macquarie, anywhere else in Australia, I don't think. Cronulla was, of course, strong with Shark Island. Yeah. But I do think Port managed to really just explode in a different way so what do you attribute that explosion to i think um that yeah like uh, you had you had guys that were like were attractive you know like they were really like you didn't when you met them in real life you were like attracted to them and when they rode you know you were attracted to them like adam murray like come on like this guy's like was pure style, yeah. pure heart. Yeah. Like, he was like the Rob Machado, and then you've yeah. got like freaking, you know, like Epo doesn't have like that much style, but he has that go for it, you know? That's yeah. why he's like signatures go for it, yeah. Epo. Like, just you have Todd DeGraff, who's just yeah. like this young, like, you know, guy, kid from half Fijian, half like Dutch or something. Yeah, yeah. And he's just like got pure blonde hair, and he's just like, he could roll with like guys like Nugget and Percy and all those like skid kids, but he could also like, you know, he's like a soulful kid too. Yeah. You know? Like his mom was just all love and would accommodate everyone. I think that was a really good thing that the the parents got behind the bodyboarders in Port Macquarie. Okay. So like we had a foundation of a good club and um, everyone was competitive. You know, there yeah. was like we we were we didn't give a shit about like anyone outside of our town because nah. we were battling against guys from Breakwall. Yeah, exactly. And Breakwall was battling from guys like, you know, from Flinnies. And yeah. then it was like the Flins Beats Underground versus <laughs> LHB versus the B-Wall, B-Wall Rats. And then, yeah. and then you have the North Wall crew and like, and I think that's what was the best thing is that every little beach had its like, yeah. you know, had its pyramid scheme and like yeah. you couldn't drop in on certain people. Like, uh, and I guess like uh, what happened with us is that, or for me, for me is that I, uh, and a lot of other writers like, you gain respect on all beaches and then oh that then, was the moment where you that was the moment when you're like okay it's time to go to hawaii yeah or it's time to go to <laughs> bali it's time to like yeah go against like the next town yeah so you earn your stripes locally and then yeah um that gives you your character and your your rep and then yeah. uh you're validated to like go and you know go up against mike stewart mm. and you know or some other cats so it's just yeah i feel like mm. uh that's what was was special about paul Macquarie is that we're all one big family but we're also very very competitive like me damien king like we were like inseparable at some stage but we're so competitive yeah yeah, yeah. like 
me like he, he's like just a comp cat you know like <laughs> he's a prankster and he's very much um very competitive We've got to the point where like me and damien didn't really talk like because he 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 uh he's more competitive than me you know well i think certainly in my yeah. opinion of both of you uh, yeah. spending a bit of time with you back then was, yeah but the yeah. thing is like i would always like he i don't know if he ever beat me you know what i mean oh Hope Kingy's listening. Yeah, like, <laughs> I like I don't know. Like maybe if he 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 definitely did, but I I'd always like give him a run. You yeah, because like, did you I enjoy remember, those I wins remember, like, more I than did, others? I just remember like because I feel like like he really tried. Like he was he he earned that world championship. Like he yeah. he earned it, and he he deserves it. You know, but like I didn't really care. But like I could like I'm kind of like the guy like. You would say like uh, I'm that person that could have like I had the supermodel, but I chose not to do it. <laughs> well, so but but in my yeah. in my heart I could have yeah. if I if I but that's just like but what is that about? Because I remember you winning comps. Like, yeah. And like, oh, I think you won an Aussie Tour comp once at Foster, actually. Yeah, yeah, I think you yeah, might have won yeah, one yeah. at Elizabeth Beach. Yeah. I think Tyson was in the final and Mitch. I feel like you won it uh, for some there's reason. There's that one and then I and did you, the... What else did you the, win? You won some good stuff. Yeah, I did... Um, yeah, I didn't like... A, I won a lot of, like, competitions, you know? Yeah. But I just kind of like, that was the whole thing is that I kind of... I needed more, you know what I mean? That's why I wanted to do, like... I wanted to be a drop in here because it felt like it was... The one percent. I didn't ever yeah. wanted to do what everyone else was trying to do. You know, that's kind of like was my challenge was to kind of like uh, I really. That's why what really resonated me with me with these people that were in Fu Manchu is that they yeah. all had a separate image and character. And, yeah. You know, I so, I was always like, the, you know, I was always like, for example, like. I remember we got invited to go down to surf Janie's at Foster for, oh, yeah? for a riptide drop photo trip? shoot. Photo shoot. Yeah. And I was with Quicksilver, but I hadn't been surfing for a while because I was like trying to be a break dancer. Yeah, I remember that period. I was trying to like, like I just <laughs> liked it. it. No, I was like, I was just you're very avid. I was, you know, I wasn't that. I was, I had fun doing it, you know, yeah. and, and capoeira, blah, yeah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. But I just hadn't been like, surfing that much for a while and then like we all met down at Janie's and uh, I just remember like Rick Bannister was out there the editor of the time yeah we're all out there and like it was, it was there was there was pressure like I, I remember and um, I, I remember like uh, Stroy was on the beach and I remember uh, I did like a massive like I remember doing a big, big move, like a f massive forward air. Yeah. Like, and like, I remember Kingy just going, fuck you. <laughs> I just remember him like, just saying that straight up to me, like, fuck you. And I was like, and, and it's funny, like, that's just kind of the, the little, the little wins that like kind of made it all worthwhile. You know, that's why, that's what made it, that's what made bodyboarding fun for me. I didn't like the whole like, um, going against like there's one dude that really I was I was intimidated oh yeah who? this is the only guy it's Dave Winchester oh yeah Dave Winchester was the one that freaking would, lethal man he'd, he would do shit like reverse airs out of nothing you know like I couldn't I couldn't fuck with that you know but um yeah he, I feel like he was the one guy that I was, like as far as our generation yeah that was that was the one dude I just always, I think he was, I think, and he still is the 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 um the trick in the pack because he comes across so casual and so kind of disinterested. In a, like, I, I've never seen him worked up about anything. Whenever yeah. I've spent time with him, he seems so just on a really below the average level of um, excitement. And even when he puts on a jersey, it's like, yeah, I'm just here surfing, whatever, and joking, and what. But then you go and do that kind of stuff. Whereas others will be like me. I'm more serious when I'm in a in a vest. Right. And it's um interesting because he beats 
most of us. Yeah. And you're not the only one who fears him. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's um, it's interesting a guy like that can can hold so much power. But um, but coming back to this, you've mentioned King a few times, so I feel like we need to stick on this a little bit longer. Like, mm. is that? Would you say that he, in all of your time, was the main guy, the main rival um, for you? I think he, we, 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 um, we were, uh, it wouldn't be like a, something that's like on a, com- in a competition, no, like, but it's just like a personal thing. Yeah. It's like my dad would drop us down the beach and like, we'd be getting judged, you yeah. know? That's how I felt, yeah. you know what I mean? Or, um, People used to just stir us up. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just a local thing. And it's like, yeah, he's just like uh, very, he's a blessed and cursed kind of dude, you know? Like, he's very, like, talented and just, he just gets caught up in that competitive world to the point where it's just like, uh, like, is it worth it? You know what I mean? Like, it needs to, need to have balance and, like, you know, I consider him, like, Friend, but then when you see him, like he'd fucking like want to tear you apart. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's not even worth like going and straight putting out your hand and saying, "Let's go and like have a good time." You know, like in, not in a gay way, but like in like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's let's like be friends and have a laugh and stuff like that. Kind okay. of, you know, like it's a love-hate relationship. It's just the same as any relationship when you're like been fucking hanging out since you were like 10 years old. Yeah. But there's a level of respect there still. Oh, always. Yeah, it's just like, it's just, I, 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 yeah, I just like, uh, it's break wall versus lighthouse. But yet, I I was about to say, he was the break wall, wasn't he? He was the break wall, yeah. Well, you'd like, you know, we're both break wall, but like, yeah, I kind of like, you know, lighthouse, break wall, same shit. Like, we fucking... Yeah, it's funny. We grew up in a crazy place where you like, there'd be fights, you know? Yeah. There'd be like crazy dares and, you know, like we'd have to like beg tourists to give us 20 cents until we had a dollar to pay for chips. Like we didn't, you know, we used to go, we used to like all ride down to the beach and camp out on the beach. Yeah. And it would be like cold as fuck. Like my dad, you know, It'd be cold as hell, and we'd be like cooking baked beans on a fire with like a whole bunch of like the the Aboriginal mob, like you know. And we'd all be like waiting for the run out, and the run out was just like our church, you know. And we'd all go there, and we'd express and dodge the break wall, and some of us would hit it, you know. And it would just be like that's just how we live. It's we'd I would I would get up at say like four in the morning five in the morning and ride down to the beach, meet up with the boys and we'd like go and we'd have, we would get the youngest rat bag to go and like grab sticks and, and you know, you'd have to build the fire. And if you didn't, like you wouldn't get any waves. And then, you know, there'd be like dares and just, we went through a, our whole life was just all about putting shit. The, do, being the one up and uh, you know putting shit on each other. Is that a uniquely Australian thing? Yeah, yeah. It dude, is. I have problems here. Like, yeah, dude. Like, are you doing it to people wife, here? My wife, like, fuck. Sh- <laughs> my wife hates me for doing this stuff. You okay. Know? Like just taking the piss. We call yeah. it right. So yeah, it's just that. I mean, I don't think. I think my friend from Amsterdam. He he's the same. Like he he cops it a bit too. Yeah. That's just how we are. You know. Yeah. It's just like we're born to be like you know, on the back foot. Like we're leveling up like the faults as yeah. we speak for the first person yeah. and being a little bit like standoffish and then we come in and we like, yeah. you know, like I love that about Australians. That's yeah. what everyone loves about Australians. I but think then so. like, as far as like marrying, like a half <laughs> Japanese, half Hawaiian girl, like <laughs> after the first few years, like it could be coming, a, coming be, become offensive to yeah. some people. Yeah. Like I meet strange, like her, her brother is like a little skater kid, and he's like going through an emo phase. He'd be wearing pink, sho- pink shoes. I'd be like, you know, they buy them for men, you know, yeah. like, <laughs> and like, <laughs> like I'd get crucified for that. Like, 
oh my god, how can you, like, why would you say that to him? Like, yeah. he's going through an emotional, f I'm like, I don't give a fuck, like, <laughs> man the fuck up. Like, you're gonna have to go through worse in life. It's not that hectic, you know? And then you show him love, obviously. She sounds like a tolerant woman. Yeah, nah. <laughs> yeah, nah. Yeah, nah, yeah. She picks nah. you up on it? Yeah. But, right. um, yeah, as far as, like, uh, Paul Macquarie, like, it's definitely a, a really, like, it's the biggest, most, you know, I love, I love Paul Macquarie and I, I miss it a lot. Mm. I miss all my friends and I wish the best for them and I, I can't wait for them to come and visit me here and, and I'll show them, like, you know, I've kind of, like, made that connection here too, you know? Yeah. Like, even seeing Mike, like, I can go to the North Shore because of all those 15 years of being here and hanging out with like yeah. Kainoa. I've been to like Kainoa's wedding and you know, like I've been to like uh, uh, Mike Stewart's, like, you know, he's joined and I hang out with Shawnee, Shawnee and Akalima and all the yeah. time. They're like family to us, you know? Like Kainoa emceed at one of my breakdance events. Like it's so Sick. fucking, you know, Jeff Hubbard was at my my you know my kids' party the other day. You know, it's like you have to pinch yourself a little bit sometimes. Is that no, like I, I mean, mean having Kanoa like, at honestly, your party is kind of a big deal, dude. Like Kanoa, like I call him up, he's like, "Yo, what's up, Bule?" Like it's just it's family now. Like because yeah. I'm here, it's like this Hawaii. That's what I love about Hawaii: the cultural family side of it. Yeah. Is like we got your back. You know, we're gonna have like a barbecue. Come, you're welcome to come Sick. down. They bring down some food. We call it a potluck, you know. Yeah. And we all like play music and enjoy each other's company. Whereas, like in Australia, it's kind of like everyone's kind of like I don't know. It's like everyone's trying to get what they can, you know. Like, is everyone a bit busier there? Yeah, it's more like family. Like anyone outside of the family yeah. can't come in. More and conservative. Like, you know, your grandma would be like, "Why'd you invite them?" It's yeah. like here, it's like everybody, everyone, yeah. like everyone, like you, like expected. Like you come to the house. My friend comes to the house. He can open up my fridge, mm. take my food. It's expected for him to do that. Yeah, like, sure. What's what's uh, mine is his, and it's like he'd be like. Oh, give me some of that, and like you're eating your food, you like grab your chicken off your plate. You're like, the fuck, like, <laughs> you know? How are you meant to like, like it's already hard enough living here. But like some people don't have what you have, and, yeah. and it's just all about helping each other out. That's what I love about like the cafe and the community and the people and yeah, and just seeing like you know me and Spencer Skipper are tight, me and Fred Booth, Booth are tight. Like it's just it's not anything to me anymore, and that's yeah. just kind of like. We went through our time, like, there's no way, like, if I made a comeback, it's not going to be the same, like, I, I have a family and, and I'm, I'm trying to, like, groom my, my boy, like, so he can dominate, you know, because I, I, I see where I went wrong, I see where I went right, and what was the happiest times of my life, and mm. I'm just trying to, like, because I went for that, um, I kind of understand, like, you know, the worst thing you can do is like fucking, you know, do something too much. Mm. And, I agree. Um, Did you burn out a bit on bodyboarding? I didn't burn out. I just kind of like, um, I burn out on prone. Like we, yeah. me and Simon Thornton were like best, best friends, like training every day, wearing yeah. like football jerseys when we went out, trying to spin when Tomega was like the best ever and doing yeah. those spins off the top and yeah. the big rolls. We were trying to do, I was he, like, Simon was trying to groom me to try and like compete against Tamago. Yeah, like yeah. changing up my whole spin style, like that whole legs like yeah. thing. Like it was just super too much for me. Like yeah. I was like, this is not me. Like I have, it's crazy like, cause I, you know, being in Port Macquarie, small town, you like, you record a lot of your stuff. Like I have a lot of um, tapes of of how I used to be competitive and yeah. and stuff like that. No one really cares. No one really knows. But like, I I feel like I've been there. And Is this like stuff that. of you training as yeah, well? Yeah, like training, oh, really? like everything, Sick. like wearing like football jerseys, so everything's heavier and you're filled like oh, you're wearing okay, tracksuit so that was pants the reason and, for the football to actually yeah so weight on your body is, yeah, weight on your body so when you do like airs and rolls like you gotta you're stronger you're like doing weights while bodyboarding you know like you're that's interesting 
you're really like you're becoming a super saiyan you know you're going yeah. to the other planet where there's more gravity and yeah so okay that's okay what, that's what we used to do that's super interesting i mean you mentioned as we, before we kicked off the um the interview that you you are looking at getting back out there more you've suffered an injury which has slowed that kind of down a bit like your plan this winter was to be in the water a lot more yeah yeah i just uh, would you call it a comeback I, like, or what are you thinking like honestly i i after the trip the 10 day stint in australia i mean like fuck dude i felt like better, than, better than i ever surfed like i was doing like you know fuck i don't even want to say it like talk about it i got i was better immediately when i got back into it i was honestly like surfing better and doing shit that I'd never thought like like yep. backside reverse airs and fucking yeah. weird shit sick and landing that shit why could you do that I don't know maybe like the the extra you know mass like you know being older and like having a little bit more of a mature you know look at it and approach and just like really like uh, having clarity and not having like the confusion of adapting other people's movements or whatever yeah. because you're around it so much just doing what Felt doing right. it like proper like like doing going down the face mac 10 like and just going right out of the flats like you're like a skier and you just let go of the rope yeah and just doing a drawn out bottom turn and like turning to the point where you're not even fucking moving and yeah. dropping down on a foam ball like yeah. and just like open your arms out like just kind of like to the point where like surfers are paddling over the over the the shoulder like going wow like screaming and putting their hands up like that's what that rebellious nature was for me is that so know, what do you want having like you know my dad was a surfer and, you know like i copped a lot of shit yeah and uh we had to like anywhere like anyone in the town like you surf good you get respect and that's that was the ultimate for me is like mm. Doing doing stuff on other, like in front of other people on other craft. Yeah. They think they like like you see them as like Hitler, you know? Yeah. Fucking racist, whatever. Yeah. They, they're just so blinded and. Yo. Catch you later. Did you see Amir? Yeah. Dude. Yeah. Crazy. Sweet. Nice shirt. Nice hair. Yeah. Thanks, nice guys. <laughs> yeah. What, what is this, Lucky Kids? That's our band. Oh, you're in a band too. Yeah. What do you do in the band? I'm a DJ. So I play like the, the, the bass lines and the percussion and, the, and then we have like a saxophone player and nice. and, a, and a congo and What are you called? Lucky huh? kids, sorry, we're, tripping. We yeah, called Lucky Kids. We called the Lucky Kids, yeah. Right. And getting doing producing like Are you on Spotify a, or anything like that? Uh, we are but like uh, our EP's coming out probably like in July I reckon. Sick. Yeah, it's Sick. just gonna be like uh, eight tracks of pure funk yeah i can imagine yeah so it's gonna be fun man i held on to a mini disc that you once copied for me of some funky shit for so many years. oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it was That's on fire rotation mini disc yeah it was a mini disc <laughs> so crazy well you came to foster quite a bit like i think i must have been 19 and you you came down for a bit and you were hanging out a bit there and um yeah, it was pretty funny, and it was it was a good time. Really good memories for me. You know, the other memory I thought of when we were talking about competition was the first ever comp I won as a Grom was the David Goose Gosby Memorial, and you won the Opens division, and I won the Grommets. Ah. And um, there's a photo of us in it, ah. and like I'm just like tripping, like I've just won my first comp, I won ah. like a new Custom X board, yeah, and yeah, yeah, I won yeah. some fangs yeah, pins. Yeah. I was kitted out, I was yeah. stoked. And I remember because they did a weird thing at that comp where they gave the big trophy to the Grom. The Gromit got the big trophy and everyone else just got little trophies. And I, I think if I remember it correctly, it's a long time ago now. It's like seven, oh shit, it's 18 years ago now. But um, you commented, you're like, oh, look at your trophy. <laughs> oh, go to uh, Sandy Beach. Sandy Beach. Yeah, it's this way, 20 minutes. 20 minutes this way. 40? Yeah. Uh, like 30? 30? Uh, Sandy Beach is amazing. Makapu. Or Makapu. It's the same spot. We went to the view Oh, you saw Makapu? Oh, fresh, fresh. Uh, go to uh, maybe. Uh, are you just going to go to Waikiki? No, 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 no. No. Okay, so you are going to Lanikai. Yeah, yeah. Okay, perfect. We haven't seen it yet, so 
Oh, you love it. Yeah, 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 okay. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Team Schmetta. <laughs> well, we should, should we link up like before Sunday? I, I, um, what are you doing tomorrow? Tomorrow we're free, but yeah. maybe we have to bring back our car to change because I rented the car for a few days. Okay. Because I wanted to see. So we wanted to see if there was like fireworks or something going on. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Let's go. Let's go, Hilton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll go to uh, my friends. We'll go to uh, um, we'll go to the hotel where you can see it and have a few drinks at the same time. That'd be good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh. Yeah, tomorrow. Let's do it. All right. See you guys. Cool, man. They're from um, you're uh, from a crew. Uh, fuck, what is like Belgium? Oh yeah. yeah. I was trying to pick their accent. Fuck, we got a meeting. Oh dear. Oh, we're nearly done. Um, I just wanted to touch on like where, like what, what do you have a plan back into bodyboarding? in some way, like can people expect that they might see something from you soon-ish? I would love, if, if that's going to happen, Yeah. and you know, it's quite possible, I could do like, you know, I wouldn't say like, I, w I, could, I could do like a comeback. Let's aim for Hawaii, pipeline, like, you know, North Shore next year, right? Yeah. This year, end of this year. Yeah. But. For that. A lot of knee though, isn't it? Huh? A lot of drop knee though, right? Uh, Hopefully. prone behind you? Hopefully. I don't know. Yeah, I okay. Don't know. Like, but what is going to be important is uh, I'd love to do a limited edition um, board. Cool. You know, uh, I think that um, I could I could give some, like, some character, you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, it just comes down to who, who's gonna do it. But uh, no, but I, I'd love to do work with a company to do like a limited edition of board. Sick. I think that um, for me, like a, that would be a great way to jump in, jump out. Yeah, know? yeah. Do you see it as a mix for you though? Like you've got a lot going on in life now. Like you are a bodyboarder though still, but you, you're lots of things, right? Like you're yeah. a businessman, you're a father, you know, you're also a musician. So, yeah. Is there a method to this? Is there a philosophy it's controlled to guide chaos. this? Yeah. It honestly is. Like, I've, this month, like, uh, say, for next week, I'm shooting Zulu and Zephyr campaign. Two photo shoots, international models, really big models. Okay, yeah, right. Then, after that, I've got 32 international guests coming and staying with us uh, for uh, the Powwow School of Dance, which is, uh, we're doing a, an event called Endless Summer Jam. Yeah. Um, and we're partnering up with Volkswagen and Monster Energy Drink. And we're like, um, you know, prize money, uh, we're doing big, you know, competition, mm. we're bringing out artists, uh, musicians, and blah, blah. Um, so there's that. Then I've got a like fucking, you know, I've got this fucking cafe and we're changing locations and we're expanding and we're like, you know, like a month ago we were doing a TV show with like a Japanese TV show that sort of like doing a show on what we've done with Arvo and our family and yeah, blah, blah, right. blah. And like we, we traveled to a small country town in off one hour from Tokyo and we did like a TV show there and we stayed there for a month. Or like, Sick. yeah, for a couple of weeks. And um, so it's constantly moving. Like I've got an I've got a art exhibition that's happening on, I have to have it ready to go by the 8th of February. An art exhibition? Yeah. What is the art? It's it's my, my photography. Oh, okay, sure. Cool. So like, and that's during, uh, during the, the powwow, which I'm doing a uh, mural. And, you know, guys like Obey, like Shepherd Ferry yeah. is going to be here. Like, there's going to be all these people walking around this neighborhood and it's, it's just like a lot of pressure, you know? And it's just like, I kind of like life like that. Yeah. Um, as long as you can control the art that's coming out of you, you know? Like, you, you don't know, get overwhelmed? You, well, I, uh, I do when my wife tells me, you can't do that, you know, yeah, or you're right. like, you've got to do this, you have your responsibilities, which I do, you know, like, you got, I've got two kids too. Yeah. 
um, it's hard to to do everything and it's sometimes it doesn't work but a lot of the times it does and it just makes it makes you stronger you know what I mean like uh, the more shit you can do at a high quality uh, the more the, the better you are at it like you just learn the formula you learn how to do it it's um, you know it's, it's sometimes you have more time to think about it sometimes it doesn't even when you have more time to think about it it doesn't like turn out as good as what it would if it was it's more spontaneous pressure, or, more spontaneous yeah. and it's just like uh, you know bodyboarding to me is like something that opened up doors for me to be able to handle pressure and stress and um, persevere and 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 uh, be grounded. Like being in the salt water all the time, like is definitely something that grounds you. And um, that's what I miss the most is because you know if I'm in front of a computer and dealing with staff and stress and blah blah blah, like I don't get to get in the water as much. Mm. And um, that's what I fear is like you know not being balanced and just having like too much of fucking work and stress and control chaos and without being spiritually and like um, totally like uh, um, satisfied with, with the other side you know mm. and <clears throat> feeling fulfilled mm. and I just feel like that uh, that's life you know that's, that's life for you that's why you like people die of cancer and that's why people <clears throat> you know, die. Period. Mm. That they're like too consumed with one thing, and they're mm. not like balancing that out. It's just too much in your head, too much overwhelm. You know, um, emotions and you know, your glands and your you know your cells and your body just like you know can trigger off shit. You know mm. what I mean? Mm. But you just got to keep going, you know what I mean? Keep just, going. You just got to keep loving what you're doing and doing it from the heart and doing it because you're passionate about it. And fucking being weird and fucking being different and not giving a fuck, you know? Not, don't, don't care what anyone thinks of you. And, um, you're always going to have haters. You're always going to have people like putting you down for being yeah. a bodyboarder. But you know, at the end of the, at the, end of the day, like, if it takes it back to when you were a child and you're like a 45 year old man or a 40 year old man or a 35 year old man or a 50 year old man like if it brings you back to being a child then it's worth it and that's what it's all about like as a bodybuilder you know it's not about the winning competitions like you can win as many fucking world championships as you want like you're still gonna die it's just like the feeling you get that gives you chicken skin it's when you like surf all afternoon and you're surfing out there with all of your friends and you come home and it's like there's no wind and there's no clouds, there's a beautiful sunset and it's going on dark and you're all wearing just board shorts and you're talking about how fucking amazing that barrel was. Mm. And to me like that's the best thing that you can get in life and nothing else, all this other shit being cool and fucking you know, wearing colognes and suits and fucking leather boots and being a fucking businessman. Fucking have it. I don't fucking want that shit. Shit's whack, you know? Just be, just, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's funny though, because you are a businessman, but you just don't wear all that stuff. No. I mean, <laughs> are you talking about the corporate vibes? I mean, I'm just talking about like, if you want to be over-consumed with yeah. like business and money and like, yeah. you know, being like having to party and getting like eating fucking like really heavy meals all the time and just yeah. like getting a triple neck chin and fucking the neck on the back of your fucking neck and <laughs> I mean the, the meat on the back of your neck because you're just like hunched over in a fucking office and your eyes yeah. you know what I'm saying I can yeah. go on and 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 on, and on. but that's not living <clears throat> we should be like fucking planting veggie gardens so it sounds like hippie shit but you know just like just teaching your kids to be better you know what I mean? it's all about like just each one teach one and then life is better yeah. sounds good to me i think it probably sounds pretty good to the people listening as well so let's finish on that 
Yeah, those, those words of wisdom from Mason Rose. So this has been another episode of the podcast. I really sincerely thank you, Mason, for taking the time in between meetings. Thanks, and also guys. for that amazing avocado on toast. And uh, I look forward to seeing if anyone listening wants to learn more about the many things you're doing. I'm sure there's going to be a few people inquiring. So, And stay tuned for a potential uh, bit of Mason action next winter season on the North Shore. Thanks, man. Cheers. So there it was, the the Mason Rose experience. Um, huge thanks to Mason for taking the time once again. Uh, he's a true legend and, uh, yeah, quite a character in the sport and a, and a real great ambassador for the sport still. Um, so, yeah, that's that, that's a, that episode done. So thanks a bunch, Mason. And, you know, if there's any questions I missed in that episode, I'll, I'm sure I'll be crossing paths with Mason again in the future. So... If you hear it and you think you want to know more about something else, uh, feel free to hit me up in the DMs or any way you can. I'm always keen to improve the podcast and give you the best listening experience possible. Thank you. The